It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome in the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Thursday, everyone. At least I think it's Thursday, right? Yeah, I had to check myself. Yep, today's Thursday, yeah, Adam. I believe it's a Thursday. Uh, we are here. We have uh, some more anti-Bears uh <laughs> Narratives, narratives that we need to address on the show. We have a, a kind of a game we're going to play today that was brought forth by one of our listeners, an idea uh, on Twitter that I kind of liked. So, and they actually go hand in hand with what we need to address. And Will Dewitt is with us today in the bubble. What's up, Will? Oh, not too much, guys. Uh, I know seeing me in the bubble makes you think it's Tuesday, so we're kind of throwing everybody off here ju- yeah. just a little bit. Uh, but no, it's been a really good day. I scored some Kendrick tickets right before we went on for me and my wife come this September at the United Center. So we're pretty excited. Sweet. Wait, which tickets? Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick oh, Lamar. yeah. Playing at the United Center. That would be, be awesome. Yeah, I just couldn't yeah, hear. Yeah, she's been oh. wanting to see him in tour since like 2017. And just he doesn't tour a lot. And then COVID happened. So you better believe I was sitting in that queue on Ticketmaster since like 8 a.m. this morning. And it worked wow. out. You should have seen him at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd that be was cool. Pretty sick halftime performance. Still enjoyed it. I've watched that at least ten times. If it did uh, Super Bowl or oh, oh this year's Super Bowl. Oh, okay, appear, gotcha. uh, halftime show. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really. Good. It was really, outstanding. Really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, welcome in. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Nicholas Moriano at Will Dewitt. The L's are ones. Um, we have. Some uh, okay, there. It's been going around. It's ESPN's FBI, right? FPI, I should say, the Football Power Index. I mm-hmm. believe they use a mm-hmm. bunch of analytics to figure this stuff out. Um, and they have the Bears ranked as the worst team in football and the most likely team to get the number one overall pick hmm. in the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, Nick, your thoughts. Well, we've been talking about this, Adam. We don't think that's going to be the case for the Bears. Yes, there's a lot of question marks all over the roster still at this point, but to get the number one overall pick, according to the the metrics and the formula, the model that they use on ESPN that includes like ratings and projections for every NFL team from how good they are on defense to their chances of winning their division and how much better or worse in points that team is predicted to be, 
relative to an average NFL team on a neutral field. So there's a lot in there. Just me trying to explain it to you. I just don't see the Bears being the worst team in football record-wise and being the team that will pick first. And they do have a first-round pick this year, so the number one overall pick. I just I just don't see it, Adam. Well, it's just crazy. Like, the number – I don't get that as well. Like Nick said, like, they have it on average losing by roughly, what, two touchdowns? And this is an offense that last year only scored 18 points per game, and I think all three of us agree that – they should be able to score over 20 points per game this season. And defensively, the secondary is much stronger, and we'll talk about it here today. Uh, they only gave up 24 points last year. I don't think that's going to happen as much. Uh, I know there's some positions that, you know, maybe it's a downgrade, but the fact that it's like by that big of a difference, like they have the Bears losing on average, and it's, I don't know. It's just to me, it's nuts. And I believe people are just doing it to drive the narrative to get Bears fans riled up because Bears Twitter is so passionate. Yeah, but see, this is just coming from computers. Um, and, and I think that's part of the problem here. It, 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 look, here's the thing. Analytics are great. I like numbers. I like I like um, what they can show. Yeah, it, yeah. But the problem is, is when we when we just let the numbers try to predict the future based on, and what it's doing is actually looking at past results too, then you're losing a lot of context in football. Mm -hmm. So like one thing I can tell you, these rankings are not taking into account is coaching change, yep. scheme change. Okay. <laughs> um, things that are, cannot be quantified by a computer. Uh, and let me and there one thing I noticed here, okay? The 49ers are ranked 24th. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right to you? It doesn't. Okay. Not at all. Um the Jaguars are ranked 28th. You could argue that that's you know about where they should be. The Texans are 30th. The Jets are 31st. The Bears are 32nd. Those teams, I guess the only, with the only exception of the Patriots being 15th, those are all the teams that had rookie quarterbacks last year. Or, I'm sorry, I should say because the 49ers didn't play uh, Trey Lance, but they will be this year. And that question, because Seth Walders wanted to tweeted this out, and I saw he addressed these in the comments, but why are the 49ers ranked 24th? Because of Trey Lance. Because they're expecting, they ran these numbers based on the idea of Trey Lance starting the season. So, the point I'm trying to make here is these analytics right here are very down on the 2021 rookie quarterback class based on either results from last year that were kind of less than ideal for all of them because they were mm -hmm. pretty much all in shitty situations, yeah. except for Mac Jones, who's the one guy who had success, which is why the Patriots are the one team on this list that end up middle of the pack at 15th. Mm -hmm. But I think if you were to ask pretty much any football observer, and we've had this discussion on here a couple times about people I've talked to even in Boston, how they would rather have Justin Fields to Mac Jones. The subjective side of this, the using your eyeballs side of this, <laughs> still matters a lot. So... That's my point with this ranking. 
If you tell me that Justin Fields will have the exact same season he had last year over 16, I'm sorry, 17 games, then yeah, the Bears will probably be 32nd in the league. Mm-hmm. They point. may have the first overall pick, but I don't think that's how it's going to play out for Justin at all. So that's where I'm struggling with the idea that they're last in football. That and I don't know if they do account for the rookies that are coming in, like a Kyler Gordon. Like they're talking about the 2021 Bears secondary, which was one of the worst in the league. So now you, the Bears actually devoted their second-round draft picks to addressing that part. And so how does that kind of factor into these rankings, this formula to where the Bears are ranked here? So, God, I've seen in the, in the comments here a lot of unknowns. We're not going to know it at this point in May. But it is interesting to see that, like, even when I see the Lions where they're at a 23rd on this list, Adam, like, I get it. They're, they're starting to build something there. They have some young players, but still a bunch of unknowns over there as well. So you just see another, like, we are kind of started this whole segment here. Like, the narrative around the Bears is it's not a very positive one. Wherever you kind of look, if it's about the scheme, the weapons that they have around Justin Fields, or even, you know, these bigger um, metrics that they have, not sold on what the Bears are doing, what they've done for Justin Fields, and how it'll look in 2022. I think Adam hits a good point where, you know, models like this that don't take into account that human element, uh, they're flawed uh, to some degree. And, you know, numbers can be really fascinating and you can manipulate them in you know, pretty much any direction uh, that you want to find any narrative uh, that you want to drive. Um, but if you don't, as Adam's calling the eyeball test, I'll, I'll call it the human element of it as well. Uh, it's hard to really just put a lot of weight behind this. But regardless, you know, like we said, the national narrative, not super strong for the Bears, but I'll embrace an underdog role heading into 2022. I think it'll be a, a good one for this team. And with Coach Flus and how he's approaching it, I think he'll Kind of like Levy's Bears, right? Always the underdog, but always play with that chip on their shoulder. And I can see something very similar kind of panning out here. Well, and I would just ask ask you this. I would ask, you know, people at ESPN, since this is an ESPN FPI ranking, but I would ask people who, you know, the humans, <laughs> what was the biggest problem with the Bears last year? Go. I mean, you look at the offense, you look at the defense in the secondary. Okay. I was just going to say coaching. Okay, thank you, Will. That's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that all factors from the coaching. But but my point is I think most people would say the coaching. Well, that was the biggest offseason change the Bears made, and that's not factored into these rankings. Correct. Very true. You know, so so I guess that's the problem I'm having with them. Um, But, you know, that being said, uh, in season, once we get raw data – of what's actually happening on the field in this season, I actually do pay attention to stuff like that. So I'm not mm. trying to sit here and knock FPI. I I don't hate it. Um, I prefer looking... My my favorite is Football Outsiders and DVOA and looking at those. Those um, are great. But th- those analytics are down on Justin Fields too. They, you know, he was 32nd in quarterback DVOA last year. Mm. Okay, so that's all. It just shows you that the, the the analytics don't really like what Justin Fields did last year. But again, what was the number one problem that everyone would say Justin coaching. Fields had last year? <laughs> it's the coaching. So now and then when you change that, you've changed that. Now, how does that factor into what Justin Fields can do? And we don't, we still don't even know that with Luke Getz's system. He's never called plays. 
So there's still, again, goes back to the one word I, I said earlier and what was mentioned in, this com- in the comments a bunch of times, unknowns. So yeah. you get the rankings here. I don't know how much it really means at this point in May. Yeah, unknowns can be scary, but they can also be very exciting all at the same time. Like I, I'm looking at it definitely class half full uh, approaches with you know the background of the coaching staff that's been brought in. Uh, some of the players, like even though it's unknown, I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be decent. But regardless, I'm I'm very confident it'll be better than last year. All right. Well, we thought we would do a um, kind of a more of a subjective look at this. And I should let's see if I can pull it up. The we got a tweet the other day because I want to give the uh, idea to the the correct credit. But Mick Butka, I hope I'm saying that right. I think so. Um, tweeted at us the other day. And he said, I have an interesting segment idea. Compare last year's starters to this year's projected starters. Go position by position. Determine if it's an upgrade or a downgrade. To do that, give it a score. The scoring range is minus three to plus three. And you cannot give it a zero. Okay. All right. So um, I'm going to challenge Will and Nick to uh, keep your own kind of tally as we go through this because it'll get crazy if I try to do all three. Does that make sense? Okay. As we I go through this. Um, and then we'll kind of have an idea at the end of whether or not we think. Because this is a more subjective look at the actual changes from last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the three of us have a pretty good idea of, you know, really what was the problem last season. And while none of us really know for sure if it's in a better sh- position for um, last year, we're at least – or this year compared to last year, we're at least uh, you know kind of in tune with the changes that have been made. So, uh, all right, let's start with the offense and quarterback. Upgrade or downgrade the quarterback position from last year? Uh, we'll start with you, Nick. It's an upgrade. You have Justin Fields starting uh, starting off the year, which wasn't the case uh, last season when Andy Dalton was the the starter. But I add in the scheme to that what Justin Fields can do in year two in this offense and with that grading scale that we're kind of using from um, from what we're using for this uh, segment, I have plus one as okay. being where, where the quarterback situation is. Well, yeah, for starting purposes, I'm at a plus 1.5. Uh, I feel like the experience Justin had last year, even though it wasn't uh, always pretty, is going to help him. Uh, and then from there, what are you smiling at? Putting decimal points into this, <laughs> I only had one. <laughs> two, I only had solid numbers, just to say. Just I can, I can kill it. Like I can, if I had to, if, we'll round up plus two. All right. Okay. Is that there easy? we go. Yeah, I they didn't say no decimal points. They just said no zeros. Sure. All right. Let's. That's true. All right. I'm going uh, point zero 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 seven on this one. Oh, no, just See, I would have only plus, done .5s, but regardless. <laughs> I'm also going plus one on this. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep expectations sort of reasonable. I reasonable, guess. yeah, that's a good way to put it at the same time. But I do think Justin Fields will be better than the 32nd-ranked quarterback in DVOA mm-hmm. this season. At least you would hope, hope that's the case. All right, running back, Nick. I have a plus two here. Okay. Um, I like the room that they have there. It's Look, they've added, obviously, Kahari Blasting game. They have Tristan Ebner to that. But there is going to be, I think, more emphasis to run the football and stick to it this year as opposed to the previous ones with Nagy. So I like what the Bears are doing on that side. 
yes, you got to factor in the offensive line and how they play, but I think just more opportunities and more willingness to run the football with the backs that they have, I have this as plus two. See, this is a tough exercise sometimes because we're looking at starters, but like when it comes to a running back room, like you can divvy up the workload a little bit, as you were saying there, Nick. Uh, but having a fullback was an automatic plus one. Like just by having blasting game here to lead the way, and we was able to do in Tennessee, automatic plus one. Scheme change coaching and emphasis. I'm also with you there, Nick. Uh, so overall plus two. Uh, and I like how Adam, you've mentioned they're having Monty look at some of you know Jonathan Taylor's tape. And I think that's great if you can emulate uh, a little bit of what Taylor does with his vision, his patience in this scheme specifically. Uh, so with that emphasis, I'll give it a, a plus two. Uh, Damian Williams was a big letdown a year ago, and uh, luckily we'll have other players to take some of those snaps. Yeah, I'm with you guys. We, and part of the reason why we're doing this is because it's not necessarily just is the personnel um, better, but how they're going to be used that is that better. So I'm kind of giving a plus one to just the depth getting a little bit better, adding another rookie to that room, um, expecting Khalil Herbert to also get better. If David exactly. Montgomery can stay healthier, like I mm-hmm. just still like can't get that early season speed out of my head of last year. And then he got hurt, and he was still good running back. Yeah, you add the fullback, and then the whole I. So that's all plus one to me. And then the way they're going to be used and the commitment to the run, and we talked about this a lot yesterday, um, that's also plus one. So to me, it adds up for the running backs to a plus two overall. Okay. All right, wide receivers. Now, I'm breaking this down, wide receiver number one. Is that how we kind of want to do it? Wide receiver one, wide receiver two? No, 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 two, the whole room. Oh, boy. The position right. group. I have it as a um, – I have it as a downgrade. Um, when you lose Allen Robinson. <laughs> you said that like you're going out on a limb. No, yeah, I know. I, I feel like people are just I'm like, what, what? So, like, when you have as your wide receiver number one, Robinson to Mooney, Robinson is a clear better player at this point. He had a bad season. Yes. And so that's that's where people need to get that cloud of vision out of their heads. And then you look at wide receiver number two, that would have been from last year to this year, Darnell Mooney compared to Byron Pringle. So you look at the room as a whole this year, there are less weapons. When you take out an Allen Robinson, there's no way your your wide receiver room is getting better. So I have it as minus one, 2021 to 2022. All right. I'm actually two. Uh, I'm at minus one. Losing Allen Robinson, I put like as a negative two. Even though last year was not his best year in Chicago, like the talent that we know he has uh, hurts. Uh, but I, I do think some of the depth may be better. Uh, Pringle over a Goodwin, Bayless over you know a Demir Bird. So I feel like some of this back end wide receiver three and four may be a slight upgrade here plus schemes. So instead of negative two, I'm moving it up to a negative one overall. Yeah, I'm also going negative one. Um, I don't think that you can argue it's better, and we're not allowed to give zeros. So it's yeah. you know I got to give the overall mm-hmm. unit uh, a downgrade. But I don't want to go any further because I think everyone's kind of overrating what they had here in the first place. Like, Mooney, good. But Allen Robinson did have a bad year, and we are going off of last year, though. Right? And the rest of that, like, no one did anything in that group last year. Am I forgetting somebody else? Demir Bird had a hell of a two-point conversion catch, Adam. You remember that? Congratulations! All that (laughs) speed that had like a couple catches. Who? Oh, Jakeem Grant. I forgot about exactly. (laughs) That's it, though. I guess you're right. Like, eh. 
Yeah, so that's that's why I feel like the wide receiver room still is like, eh. If they use Valus Jones properly, like he can be better than anyone else they had before. But he's a rookie. But that's, that's why I'm see, not gonna. Thing. I'm just that's saying like he could be. He could. I'm not gonna exactly. give him that. So I'm going minus yep. one. I'm just saying that's why I'm not like. I think there might be some people out there be like minus three. The wide receivers are. I think know. people are more positive with this group actually when kind of looking at the comp. Like what? It's an upgrade. I don't. It's still unknown. Yeah, that's, that's why I love our chat. I love the optimism. All right, tight end. Man, this was tough. Um, I'm going plus one, and I don't have the best reasonings for plus one. But, look, you go to Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham didn't do anything for you last season. And now you're going to Cole Komet and, if I just put one player, Ryan Griffin. I think Cole Komet's just going to do more in this offense. I, and he has to. Year three, you want to see more of him actually scoring. That's the big thing with Cole Komet. So, I'm going plus one, maybe be more optimistic of what Cole Komet can do in, in his in third year uh, in the NFL. But I'm going plus one here. I'm going to – son of a gun, Nick. Plus one over here for me too. Uh, uh, like you said, Komet should have a better season. And as Adam and I had a nice, slightly heated discussion about a month ago, like it wasn't as bad as some people wanted to you know, appear to be as well. Jimmy Graham gave you a red zone presence, but outside of that, he couldn't do anything, you know, between the twenties, but Ryan Griffin can, uh, I think James O'Shaughnessy potentially could be a decent contributor in this offense as well. And I think there'll be those backup tight ends will be interchanged on the field a lot. So I'm going to go plus one overall. It's hard to say, I mean, losing a red zone threat in a Jimmy Graham does hurt a little bit, but I'm banking on some upside here. So slight upgrade to plus one. Yeah, I'm going minus one, and maybe this might surprise you because I'm the one who usually wow. defends Cole Komet. Again, if I could give a zero here, I would because I think it's kind of a wash. Um, I just think the depth isn't as good. You know, like... No Jesper Horstead. You know, Jimmy Graham, I understand, didn't do it a lot last year, but he's a Hall of Fame tight end who you could still throw the ball to in the red zone. I like Jesper Horstead. I think it's unfortunate that, you know, he failed his physical and he isn't out there. Um, Ryan Griffin and James O'Shaughnessy are solid veteran options, but they're not special. I just, I also don't think the tight end position is going to be, um, we're kind of going back to there just being one as opposed to needing two. Remember all that talk Mm -hmm. about the U tight end versus the, like, so maybe that helps a little bit, but I just think the depth of Cole, Cole Komet were to get hurt. They're, they're in a little bit of trouble at this position, be. I feel like. So no? you would say last year, say Cole Komet got hurt, and let's put this year's scheme in last year, Jesse James would be that next one out. Is he over Ryan Griffin That's or James? Forgetting. I like Jesse, Jesse James last year. Oh, same. Yeah, I, I like Jesse James a lot. So surprised he's you know, But you could also argue that Ryan Griffin and James O'Shaughnessy are still kind of that that same level of a Jesse James. I, just, I don't know. I, I can't give it a zero. I'm giving it a slight downgrade overall. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Offensive line. This is the big one, guys. And again, you got to group the whole position. Crap. <laughs> See, I went offensive tackle and then like interior. So now you're making me do some math exercises here. <laughs> and yeah, we're doing I'm just this. trying to keep it simple. Yeah. Now it's Maybe I'm making it harder. <laughs> you go first, actually, Adam. You go first. Yeah, you go first, Adam. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> I am going to... Uh, Give this actually a plus one as a unit. Um, Damn, because and, why? 
because I think the mistake everybody's making is what you guys want to do right now. You're so fixated on left tackle, left guard. The offensive line plays as a unit. They work as five, okay? And if you get the right coaching and the right scheme, they can all be better together. And I and the right mentality, if they know what they're doing, it can work. I, I just think the offensive line as a whole can work better than it has, where it's been so choppy, inconsistent, not with the right mentality, not physical enough in the past years. And you can even get that out of individual players who are still here. Um, and, and, and But I do think if you want to go your guys' route of looking at it one by one, okay, left tackle's probably a downgrade because Jason Peters was pretty good last year and you just don't know what you're going to have from Larry Borum. Um, I think Cody Whitehair can have a bounce-back season. That was his worst pro season last year. I don't think it's going on a limb to say he could be better than he was uh, last season. So I think left guard's an upgrade. I think center is an obvious upgrade. Yep. I think right guard is a downgrade. And the Bears have had not good right tackles since they let Bobby Massey out the building. And I don't think it's that big of a stretch to expect Tevin Jenkins to actually be decent. No, he was I'm just sure. hurt. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved this guy when they drafted him. And he had some back problems. So if that back thing is fixed, which is a big if, I get that, then he should be a pretty good right tackle. That's where everyone thought he should have been in the first place. That should be an upgrade over what the Bears had. So even if you're going to go individually, I end up with a plus one there. I I also just looking at if you go individually, I did have more pluses than minuses on that. I'll still give it a plus one. And I'll also add to this too, Adam. What Luke Getzey has talked about, what we've heard from Andrew Janoko, even Trevor Simeon, like they're going to get the ball out quick. That helps your offensive line when you get the ball out quick. They like to see that kind of happen when it comes to pass pro. And we talked about how this this scheme, this wide zone is going to be utilized for the running backs. That obviously helps the offensive line do what they want to do. So it is a plus one for me, but like there are still some question marks there. So plus one. See, we can throw Jason Peters' future Hall of Fame back out there if we have to do it with Jimmy Graham. That's going to be a big hole for the Bears to fill. Uh, that one to me was like a straight up negative two at tackle. Uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins, big question, but I'm hopeful. Uh, interior though, I, like the, I grouped all three positions. I had a negative one there, so I'll just kind of average it to be a negative one just overall. Like we don't know who's starting right guard. I think there are players here that can get plugged in there, whether it be. Uh, you know, Zachary Thomas, who's technically a tackle coming out in college. Maybe he slides in. Maybe, you know, I mean, there's so many potential options here for the Bears. But like you said, Adam, upgraded center. Right guard still to me is the biggest question mark. And I think you're right, though. Cody White here should be primed for a bounce back year in this new system. And I think if Ryan Poles came in and thought Cody didn't have what it takes, like he would have found a way to move on from him just based off of some of the other moves that we saw. Uh, throughout this offseason, so I'll bank on Pulse's confidence in White here as well, uh, but I'm still going to just say negative one here overall until I know who starts right guard, and I can paint that complete picture. All right. Let's go to the defense. 
Actually, first, I should tell you guys about our friends at PointsBet. Then we'll go to the defense. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. $2,000 in free bets a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions or you're just upset at Nick about the picks he gives you every single week, you can email (laughs) PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. We'll probably respond by saying, you know what, just fade them. Fade the pick he gives you every single week in our pick of the week. That will save you money and... Uh, yeah, no, do that, please. Look, I did make a bet, so I bet what I said, the money the line on the Dallas Mavs, yep. and I also took the under on Luka Dantage, which was like 33 and a half. I'm like, ooh, this is looking good, except they're not going to win, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's also good advice. Just don't listen to me. Um, but here is some good advice, but first I have to ask everybody, do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Hey, I already know the answer. Hang on there, Rod. You must have had your Strava coffee today. Oh, you didn't finish. I was just so <laughs> ready to go. You had, you had too much travel. Um, just got to tell you, online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem called 1-800-522-4700. Nick. All right, of course you want to start your day with a competitive edge. Here's how you can make that happen. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. And it's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. Just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. Uh, And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Hey, listen to New New and hit that like button like he's telling you to do. There's no reason not to. You're all here. You're all watching. There's no consequence to hitting the like button. No. Only benefits. Just only benefits. There's nothing wrong with it. All right. (laughs) That's where we stand, by the way, for the uh, offensive comparison. Almost uh, a lot of consensus except for the last two. Okay. Okay. QB plus one. uh, You're on the right. Or no. So, Adam, you would be in tight end minus one, and then uh, Will is minus one on the O-line. Got it. But otherwise, everything Mm -hmm. else was in agreement. Um, I'm at an offense. Let's recap the offense. I was at plus two overall in the offense. What did you guys have? 
Will, Nick, what'd you have? <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick's, Adam, one thing you'll know about Nick is math is his best subject. Uh, I'm at plus three overall uh, for mine, so just slightly above you. I said right at the beginning, keep track of your own scores. Did I not say that? You're, 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 right. Guy, you're right. You're right. He went to Iowa, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, there's only so much I can so control I Plus here. one, the quarterbacks, <laughs> plus two, that's plus three. Joey, can you actually throw up that um, graphic <laughs> one more time? I need to see. So I'm at plus three. Now we're at plus two. Now we're back at plus three. I'm at, am I at plus four? Yeah, because I had pluses. All right. Well, commenters, please uh, help <laughs> help us here. By the time we get through the Just defense, someone add up Nick's, Nick's score. <laughs> I'm going to have the defense down because now I'm actually going to – now you're going to actually keep track. Okay, good. Um, for the record, this gets a little tricky because obviously they changed schemes. Um, mm -hmm. So yes. I'm defining the linebackers as um, the inside linebackers from the 3-4. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, the, so the edge rushers in the past defense would now be the defensive linemen. You know, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, they're considered D linemen now. Um Let's start there. The defensive line. Nick, better, worse? Where do you at? It's worse. At? It's worse, and I have it overall as a minus two. Anytime you lose Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, despite what they did last season, that what you have now Travis Gibson playing a bigger role, and I think he'll have a good season. You're not going to get the Robert Quinn 18 and a half sacks. You're just not, unless he's superhuman. Prove me wrong, but – you have Justin Jones wasn't even your first option there at three tech, and you go now to, um, you know, from a downgrade from Akeem Hicks. Goldman, the Blackson, if you want to look at that too as well. So I have it minus two on the defensive line. I'm with you. You look at last year's top three starters uh, in terms of the interior defensive line, Hicks, Goldman, Nichols, and that's turned into Justin Jones, Mario Edwards, and Angela Blackson. So two of your reserves last year are getting kind of thrust into – potential starting roles, and then if you want to throw in these defensive ends, outside linebackers, losing a Khalil Mack is an obviously huge negative, and then uh, outside of there, you brought in Aquid and Muhammad, you drafted Dominic Robinson, so, you know, there's potential there, but not nearly as much as that uh, Khalil Mack would provide you, so lumping it all together, even though Adam made it difficult, because I broke them down by edge guys, because I didn't know how to, I guess, classify them with the position changes, uh, I'll go with negative two as well. Um. Yeah, I think I have to as well. Just like it, it. I, I sort of have the same mindset though as the wide receivers, where I feel like we're sort of, in some ways, overrating what was there. Mm -hmm. Um, because Eddie Goldman was not Eddie Goldman. No, Akeem Hicks no. was good when he played, but he didn't play enough. Didn't play. Khalil Mack missed a ton of time. So, like in a lot of ways, Angel Blackson played a lot last year. Travis Gibson ended up having to play a lot last year, too. Kyrus Tonga played a lot. Mario Edwards Jr. Like, a lot of these guys are still the same um, in terms of who is actually out there. That being said, you did lose Khalil Mack, and he's still a pretty good player. Um, you don't have Akeem. Like, and, but the biggest thing that's going to push this to a minus two other than just the personnel is I just don't think it's realistic to expect Robert Quinn to repeat what he did last year. Exactly. That's, that's huge. So th to me, that's just an automatic minus one two. Even if he still gives you nine sacks, still half. You know, you know? it's it, yeah, it's half of what he had. So 
Um, yeah, I'll go with you guys on this minus two. I just think that's the, the fair thing to do. Um, I'm tempted, though, to say the scheme can help yeah. out. But the problem is, well, the reason why I can't go away with the scheme is because we've heard them all talk about how important the three technique is. And they haven't come up with a great solution for that. Justin it's, Jones is not, he's kind of a guy. And he hasn't stayed healthy. Twenty-five. You're banking on the upside of being a 25-year-old who has had some unfortunate injury history. So, but you have that, and I guess Blackson would be another guy you could throw in there. It's it's an all right group. It's not what I think they wanted to have there at the three tech. Yeah, I'd be more bullish on the D line if they had actually like filled that spot. They still really have not done it. Maybe it'll change by the time the season starts. Um, maybe Ogunjobi will still be an option. I don't know, but right now. I think the only fair way to look at it is it's a minus two. All right, the linebackers. Mm. Nick. So we have Roquan Smith compared to Roquan Smith, and then it's like Alec Ogletree yeah. to now Nicholas Morrow. There's still a lot of unknown with Nicholas Morrow, but I, I'm baking on the upside with him being a good pairing with Roquan Smith. So I have this as a plus one as of right now. It, look, Roquan's doing everything he needs to do to be considered an all-pro. And if he puts up the same stats, that's a really good season for Roquan Smith. So I'm going plus one at the interior linebacker position. Uh, I'm at plus one, too. Uh, I think, you know, Nicholas, not the one on the show, but the one on the Bears, uh, has a lot of upside. Uh, you do, too, Nick. But I'm turn- in terms of actually playing football, uh, that, you know, I would believe Eberflus will tap into. Uh, Noah Dawkins, I uh, would look as an upgrade over Christian Jones. Uh, don't forget Danny Trevathan was around last year. Uh, just kind of floating uh, around two, but overall plus one, I think the quality of depth uh, is, is better too. You still have Caleb Johnson, uh, but we moved on from Josh Woods and, you know, Joel E.A. Booneyway. Uh, as we got in Matt Adams, maybe a Jack Sanborn as well makes that final roster. But yeah, overall plus one, uh, which, you know, not a bad spot to be in. It's in the right direction. Uh, it depends on what, you know, Nicholas Morrow uh, ends up being. This is a good comment right here. Is that Naishla or maybe I'm not even reading that right? But uh, yeah, linebacker one got to be better with coaching and the scheme. We saw how productive a Darius Leonard was in, in this position, being that will linebacker. So that also is a good um, thing to consider as you're looking at the linebacker position. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I I, I think that the scheme here with the, with the linebackers um, plus Roquan being in a contract year. Yeah. yeah uh huh. I mean, I think he can be even better than he's been. Um, he's going to play yeah. hungry. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I don't, I think the rest of it might be a kind of a wash, but overall, I think the scheme helps. So, yeah, I'm a plus one on the linebackers. <laughs> Corners. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am plus two here. Okay. On the cornerbacks. Um, I think Jalen Johnson, he, he had some interesting comments um, in his, uh, I don't know if passion is the right word, uh, press conference. But in the scheme that he was in last year, he didn't feel like he could take as many risks when he was going up against the number one wide receiver. I wonder how that role for him changes now that he's in this defense with Allen Williams and Matt Eberflus. But to go on the opposite side of him, Kyler Gordon will, I think, eventually get that number one start or that, that starting spot opposite of Jalen Johnson. That's a clear upgrade over at Kendall Vildor. And I know he has experience in the league, but... Kyler Gordon showing you everything you want to see at this point in the season. And then even like a Tavon Young, again, he has to stay healthy over a Duke Shelley. 
I'm banking on what he could potentially be. So I'm a plus two at the cornerback position. I'm going to go plus three. Uh, I had plus two in my notes. Yes, I I got this though. All right. Jalen Johnson and Jalen Johnson, uh, as Nick mentioned, in this scheme, perhaps he can be uh, a better version of himself. Uh, Kendall Vildor, Duke Shelley, you know, hot garbage on the field last year that hopefully won't have to see a lot of playing time. Be interested to see if maybe one of those guys won't make the final roster. Uh, Calder Gordon, serious upgrade. Uh, you know, Young is an upgrade if healthy. Uh, there's a reason why he was the highest paid nickelback uh, coming, uh, what, 2018 is when he got that contract. Uh, so there's a big upside with him too. Uh, and then from there, so that's going to give me plus two because now you have two better starters and then plus one for the system overall. Uh, so that's going to give me a plus three. All right. Oh, boy. I'm bring down the expectations here a little bit. Yes, the group is better for sure, but... I keep going, and someone just asked uh, in the comments, like, how can you use that logic for the linebackers and give them an upgrade but not the defensive line where you downgraded them? Let's go back to the three key positions that Maddie Reflus has told us about. The three technique, they have not filled that. The linebacker, the will linebacker, that seems to be filled. I think that's going to be Roquan. I think that's going to be a great position for him. That's an upgrade, okay? The nickelback, the slot corner, the reason why I cannot go more than a plus one, and I am going plus one, okay, because they drafted Kyler Gordon, and that's a huge hole. It's a massive hole, and he looks good already, and I think it's going to be a great fit, especially for this scheme. But while I think it, they can get by with the slot corner, need to see it. I need to see Thomas Graham make a huge step, or I need to see Tavon Young stay healthy, which is a huge question mark. It's... It's, it's kind of a risky proposition there. And if they don't fill that, then I can't, obviously, I'm just not ready to give them the, the plus one there quite yet. So I'm going plus one on the corners, but I can't go higher than that at this point. Okay. For I me, Adam, it's, it's more of Thomas Graham showing he can play in the slot more than maybe take a jump. Because when he was on the field last year, he played really well. It's just that they, for some reason, didn't want to put him out there even though the season is pretty much all said and done, they could have put a young guy out there, but I think he played primarily outside last year. So he'd have to show me that he can be a slot option. Uh, And, you know, he has some of those traits that make you believe it's possible, but again, you'll have to kind of see it. Mm. Yeah. I see Eric's comment down there. Plus like, I think that's a million for Adam's comment about Nick going to Iowa. Come on, Eric. I mean, you got me. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. (laughs) We need to get Mark Carmen back on the show. It's only because you're wearing the hat today. I don't even know if people can realize that's an Iowa hat. I will say, that's a pretty sweet hat. I like it. Appreciate it. It's like the one hat that actually fits my head. Someone was <laughs> asked, Someone was asking earlier about the hat, so yeah. you're getting some love for it. it. I'm guessing, um, other than the fact it says Iowa, it would be a Justin Fields-approved hat, too, because it's that trucker look. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah. hey, if I'm a Wisconsin Badger, I can give you credit for the hat. Maybe he can, too, as a Buckeye. Yeah. So, all right. It still doesn't help your math, though, apparently. <laughs> I think I think I got it right. We got to get a, you like a Northwestern hat on you. Maybe then you'll be able to add up your own <laughs> I score. So. I would hope so. Here. Um, all right. Uh, safety is our final position here, guys. What do you got, Nick? I got plus one for, for this group. Um, you know, with Eddie Jackson, I think we want to see him play better. I think Bears fans would love to see him play better. And I think he's capable of that, but like what you were kind of saying with the nickel cornerback position, Adam, I need to see it. I need to see it out of Eddie Jackson. 
And being in this defense now, he's still learning some of the things that Allen Williams and Matt Eberflus want to do. So we'll see how that kind of translates for him. But with Deshaun Gibson, a very serviceable starter. You know, he never he didn't have usually coverage breakdowns or things like except for maybe what week one where they didn't tack, tackle down or touch the uh, player from the Rams. But Jaquan Brisker still a rookie. I think eventually we'll see him make more of those upside plays that you wouldn't see out of a Deshaun Gibson. So I'm giving it a plus one for now. Like you, it kind of I need to see it kind of happen from the safety position. Yep, I'm with you, Nick. I believe the potential is much higher with Jaquan Brisker than a Tashawn Gibson. Like you said, very solid and serviceable. I've been very adamant over the past two seasons, uh, you know, how much I respect his game and appreciate what he's been able to do for the Bears defense over the last two years. Uh, but Jaquan Brisker just has, uh, you know, higher upside when it comes to athletic traits, ball skills, and, you know, just that more dominating form uh, of playing safety uh, as well, a little bit more physical uh, than a Tashawn Gibson. Uh, when you're looking at maybe the back end, I know we're looking at starters. I feel like it's a slight potential push. Uh, you know, Dane Cruikshank, Elijah Hicks coming in to join DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, Eddie Jackson is Eddie Jackson, and we will see what he's going to be able to do in this defense sooner rather than later. But I can't say the position group got worse. Uh, not much better until we see how much potential Brisker can tap into. Uh, so that's an unknown for you, Nick. But overall, I'll give it a plus one. Yeah, it would not surprise me if this ends up being more like a plus two, but I can't go yes. there yet um, be, because I think the scheme could be good for Eddie Jackson, and I do think Jaquan Brisker is an upgrade over what the Bears have had and really tried to run out there since they let Adrian Amos go. Um, but he's a rookie. Still got to prove it. So I'm I, I, I'm kind of optimistic this could end up being plus two, but I'm just going to go with plus one here to start, and I don't think that's going on too much of a limb. So, um, yeah, I'm plus one on that. And at least on my side, guys, I got a plus one overall on the defense. I did the math. I got a plus two over here on the defense. Wow. Let's go. Well, Will, with math. his um, cornerback plus three, I mean, you got to be like, uh, you, you know, you should. No, but I guess this, you did have the Bears winning 10 games, didn't you? So, <laughs> so yeah, I have to stay true to brand. But actually, it only came out to a plus two because I had the negative two for the defensive line. And Nick only went negative one there. All right. We'll recap in a second. I'm going to throw you one more curveball before we add all this completely up. You just Coaching? got so nervous. I need to work on my – well, I went two for three in the softball game. But got to work on holding on to the bat. Or see curveballs. It's like, <laughs> well, I I had a big revelation yesterday. We just watching baseball, <laughs> just watching like the, the Sox playing, or I forgot what game it was, but it's like just holding on two hands all the way through, and not. I don't know why in the hell I thought like, oh yeah, when when you're at the end of your swing, just let go with one. You hand. You actually thought you were supposed to go one hand. I did every single time, and that's why that ump needed shin guards. By the time we were in the sixth did inning. you play little league? No, I, well, oh. I played I played t-ball when I was like five and then one year of Little League and then it was just oh. football after that. So I never uh, I played baseball. You. Yeah, I was going to say because like you could come to um, I, we'll have a uh, Vernon Hills Red Sox practice uh, next Wednesday. If you'd like to come, we can, I, I need it. <laughs> I can teach you like these seven year olds how to hold on to the bat. Have you seen bench warmers, you know, where they they start taping the bat to That's, his hands? Like we might we might need to get a roll of tape for the next one. Did they try to give him a sword in, in, at one point in that movie too? Like, Correct. Chop it down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
we do not have a live uh, softball podcast, but maybe that's uh, coming in the future. But we do have podcasts and live shows on every one of your Chicago-based teams every single day, including um, yeah, we had the fire guys in here yesterday. I think that ended up being a draw, the fire yesterday, I want to say. Um, we have post-game shows, which I had to tune into last night after another stupid White Sox loss. <laughs> Tune in into Sean and Herb as they went through that, and uh, Herb correctly called the White Sox a bad baseball team, which I appreciated as I cried myself to sleep. Oh, Herbie's here. What's up, Herb? Premium written content for members at allchgo.com, including the three of us and uh, stuff we've been writing up on the Bears, plus your dope merch for all teams, including shirt like this. Kevin Kadick and I wore the same shirt today, which was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, we've worn black a bunch of times. Yeah. And then you and Will had the same orange hoodie. Oh, is that is that Kevin Kadar coming? No, into that's, the, that's into Adam Oak wearing the same oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. There's my hand. Hey, two Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get that free shirt when you become a member at allchgo.com. Plus, join our members-only Discord in the CHGO Lounge. Appreciate all the support. And again, hit that like button. There's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. Your computer will not explode if you hit it. I would hope not. There's no reason not to. It will explode, though, if you hit the, the down button. Yes, it, it, so don't even try it. Yeah. Um, okay. Special teams. Come on. You didn't think I'd ask you about special teams. You should know better by now. I should. Um, don't think about it too much. Just nope. We're going to do this as a unit. It's like we're going to go kicker, puncher, you know, holder. You give me a plus one on the holder. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go minus one. I'll start with it. I'm going to actually go minus one because you are putting – I like that they drafted a rookie punter. I'm, It's good. But, you know, Pat O'Donnell wasn't one of the best punters in the league. Pretty damn consistent punter for you for many, many years. So it's a little bit of a risk there. Um, Cairo Santos should be just as good as he has been. I'm just a, a little bit concerned about losing what Chris Tabor was building here. Yeah, I like the fact that they drafted some returners, but they had some returners too. My biggest concern with the special teams unit is potentially just the back end of the roster and how much depth they have. Mm. I think they addressed it by bringing in, you know, like a Matt Adams should be a good special teamer. Even like Jack Sanborn, one of the rookies, I feel like fits in right away as one of those special teamers. But I'm just a little concerned overall um, that the back end of the roster as they do kind of go through this rebuild that that's the area where it could hurt and you just might have some some plays here and there that you regret again if I could give this a zero I'd probably give it a zero but I had to go one way or the other so with all the change and the fact that they've changed so much of the roster I'm gonna go minus one but I, I'm honest I, I kind of I'm kind of guessing to be honest it's a <laughs> tough one well where, where do you have the special teams at right now well considering this was thrown at me and we're lumping all of it together. My mind is swirling, but I think Adam's onto something when it comes to the negative one, uh, because it's hard to say it's better and we can't give it a zero, but I don't think it's drastically worse. So I think negative one just makes uh, a lot of sense here uh, for all the intangibles. I think what worries me the most uh, in terms of having the rookie punter is actually like the holding, right? Like, you know, the longest, the hold, the snap, the kick, or the, the snap, the hold, the kick. There we go. I might want to put it in the correct order there. But, I mean, Santos has been really good, and it's been, you know, primarily, uh, you know, with O'Donnell being the holder. So changing that up 
hopefully it doesn't ruin some of the magic. Uh, that's maybe the one extra variable I'll throw out there on top of what, you know, Adam said, but yeah, all in all, I would agree with uh, Mr. Hogue. I'm going to go minus one as well. And I'm going to go highlight the, the punt returner. Jakeem Grant was the primary punt returner, had 18 attempts last season. Then he had Daz Newsome with the second, second most on the team. And, you're still trying to figure out what Daz Newsom's role is as a wide receiver, as a punt returner. Maybe that's where he finds his role on on this 2022 Bears. But the Bears do have a bunch of guys that you can put out there. So they still have to figure that out. And like you, Adam, and, and Will, like I think Cairo Santos is going to continue what he's been doing here in Chicago. Um, Trenton Gill, I think he'll be a fine punter. The holding is actually something what I was thinking about when, when Adam asked us about the special teams. But it's that punt returner spot. Who's actually going to be the first up and be consistent with it? Because we've seen a fluctuation of guys go there outside of Jakeem Grant, and that's why they're still kind of looking for guys right now. All right. We should tally this this bad boy up. Um, I? Can we do coaching? Oh. oh. You can throw that in there if you want. Plus, yeah. We have time, right? Plus 3,000. Plus 3? <laughs> right? No. Um... I'm going to say plus one, but, like, we don't really know. We don't know who Luke Getze is as an offensive coordinator. We know Allen Williams hasn't called plays in 10 years as a defensive coordinator. 10 years. Yeah. Minnesota was the last time he did that. I'm just going plus I'm, one because I don't think it could be worse. Yeah. I'm going plus two. I feel it in my gut that this is a coaching staff that is leaps and bounds better. I won't go plus three today uh that may be just a little bit too far but definitely plus two i, I things that coach loose is saying even in the presser earlier this week like holding players accountable uh making sure like they're breeding the culture that they want and i just feel like he's going to be a much better overall like ceo type of head coach and i, I like the potential of a williams luke uh and i think there's going to be a lot more accountability tough love in this building and that's going to really just help play, have this team play at a higher level uh, compared to what we saw in the past. So for those reasons, amongst some others that uh, I'll say for the sake of time, uh, I'll give it a plus two here today. I think, um, I feel like I was already kind of incorporating that into my position. That's true. Because like, as we were going through like the running back room, I was like the scheme, just the commitment to the run should help this running back room. Like, I feel like I was already factoring that part in. And the reality is we just don't really know. Like, we, it turned out we didn't know about Matt Nagy after one or even year year two, mm-hmm. right? That's true. You know, so I think that that's it, it's tough to to project. But, it is. Um, I get it. I think bigger than X's and O's, though. I really think the leadership from top down in this coaching staff. And again, I'm not in the building. You guys are, but from my vantage point and just my gut feeling based off of what I'm hearing the players say, what I'm hearing the coaches say, like I, I feel like there's going to be a lot more accountability and leadership in this building, which I think will go a very long way. So I had offense plus two, defense plus one, special teams minus one. That comes out to a plus two overall. Plus three if you're going to include the coaching. But I kind of feel like that's where... Um, I'll take the coaching out of mine. <laughs> yeah. I had to... You know what? <laughs> I they went they won six games last year. I have them winning eight now. Plus two. There you go. Boom. That makes sense. Man. So I had you want to go, Will? There's your analytics. <laughs> FPI. Right. Those are the advanced stats and analytics that that mean something. Yeah, I can go real quick, Nick. That way you can double check, triple check your math. 
Uh, at offense at plus three, uh, defense at plus two, special teams at negative one. So overall, that's going to give me a four, plus four. Okay, now I'm second guessing if I had plus four for the offense, but I have it down here. So plus four for the offense, plus two for the defense, and plus one for special teams. That's a grand total of plus seven, which is seems high. What? Wh- what are you drinking? I think we need to check your math. On did that. you Did you take my cool? Joey, were you keeping track of this the whole time? I, I didn't so. think we were at plus. F- I thought you were at plus two for the defense. I didn't think you were that high for the offense. So I, I didn't have any negatives. That was a thing. Everything you was might a you actually may have been on the Everything defense. I believe you were you were a plus two. Yep, and then special teams plus one. So I. Somehow the offense, which has so many questions, gets pluses. I don't. I don't know. Plus four for the offense, where quarterback Bears fans was plus are. one. Uh, running back was plus two. Tight end was plus one, and then wide receiver I had minus one. So you don't even know. I. I'm not gonna go back and listen to this just to find out because, <laughs> like, I don't. I don't want to. Neither I do I. You're making my head hurt. Just we'll leave it a mystery. How about somebody who does find the answer and does listen to this? Just tweet at me. I just love how badly you have butchered like simple addition and subtraction in, in, me too. in this game. It's hilarious. I love it. So this congrats. Um, I actually did get a picture sent to us of, of Nick taking an at-bat during yeah. softball oh, the other day. There, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yep, that's that's what it looks like. Hey, I got Looking the ball, though, in my, play. We might need to get some duct tape instead of the masking tape going forward, but we'll figure it out. It would be hilarious if you show up for your first at-bat next week with duct tape around your hands. I love it. I'll do it. I would love that. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Will, good stuff today. Appreciate the idea, too, uh, that came in on this one. I'm forgetting who it was from again now. Mick! Uh, Our guy Mick. Good old Mick. Thank you, Mick. Uh, It was a good idea, and uh, despite the uh, lack of math that happened on the show today, um, I think we're all in agreement. We think the Bears will be slightly better. Contrary to what other Nick, Nick's people. math has him going, has the Bears going to the Super Bowl somehow. Their offense but, uh, gonna be explosive. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna lead the league in offense. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones. Good stuff. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow, 11 a.m. to wrap up the week, and um, maybe we'll be able to sort some of that math out in the meantime. <laughs> But uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you watching. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Please rate and review the podcast. And find us at allchgo.com. Talk to you tomorrow.